You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today I want to talk about how to create your best year ever. It might sound like a bit of a bold promise, but by the end of this episode, I want you to have a clear step-by-step process to absolutely nailing the year ahead. Because let's face it, 2020 was a hard year, maybe not any harder than any other year if you think about it, but there was a lot of stuff that affected a lot of people. And I want to show you an approach that you can use to create your best year that you can start at any time of the year. So even if it's July or September or March, this approach will still work. I wanted to create this episode because I'm doing this exercise right now for myself and I want to walk you through some of the steps that I'm following and that you can do too to set yourself up for a really great relaxing year where you feel like you're truly on course to achieving the goals that you set for yourself and for fulfilling your purpose. These might sound like simple steps, but they actually require attention and work. It reminds me a little bit of violin practice. I know that I'd like to be a great violin player, but it's the daily practice that will help me to get there. The daily practice can be a little bit boring, let's face it, but If you're committed to that and you make time for that, then the outcome will happen. And this is exactly the same process I'm going to walk you through today. If you want to create your best year ever, you need to decide ahead of time what you need and want to achieve in the next 12 months. This is such a critical step for three reasons. Firstly, actually looking at the year ahead and figuring out all of the things that you're responsible for and all of the things that you have to do or travel you have to fit in, it helps you to figure out what can I realistically do. So rather than setting yourself up for failure by aiming too high, look at the whole year and say, what do I have to do and what's realistically possible in terms of any other goals I want to set for myself? The second thing that deciding ahead of time will help you to do is to identify the critical steps that you need to take and when and to schedule them in so that they happen and when you do that you achieve the third benefit which is avoiding decision fatigue when we get busy when the year progresses we get wrapped up in our hamster wheel of life it's easy to become overwhelmed by all of our responsibilities and all of the things around us If you've made these decisions about what you'll do and when ahead of time, they'll be in your diary. They'll be things that you just get on and do without even having to think about. So the more of those decisions you can make up front, the better positioned you'll be to feel calm and in control and not overwhelmed. So let's talk about what deciding ahead of time really means. It starts in this first step by saying, well, what are my big goals? And I suggest picking just one or two that are meaningful and important to you, and then mapping out the weekly habits or actions that you'll need to do and scheduling them in. That's pretty much it. When you do this, you have a clear plan that requires no thought in the moment. You just do those clear and specific steps that are in your diary, and it makes life so simple. Here's how I'm doing it. I start my year thinking about one or two big outcome goals I'd like to achieve, plus the smaller milestones that will let me know I'm on the right path during the year. And then finally, the more granular action steps that I'll need to take. So that's the big picture view. So starting with my two big goals for this year, my first is to be physically fit by exercising regularly. 
And my second one is to be motivated, laser-focused, calm and emotionally balanced and productive at work so that I can feel fulfilled and live my purpose. And you might say, well, why have you chosen those goals? They don't sound that big or they just sound like ordinary goals. Well, I've chosen them because if I achieve those two things, if I'm exercising regularly and if I'm motivated and laser-focused and calm at work, I know that I'm going to have mental and emotional resilience. I'll feel good. I'll have a good mix of work and play and I'll be enjoying both personal and professional growth, which are really important things for me. And when I have those things, I will be able to have a much bigger impact in the world and enjoy myself in the process. Anything that stands in the way of me having impact in the world is something that I need to address. And I have to be enjoying that process, otherwise it's not worth doing it. So if I pull it right back to the basics, feeling motivated, focused and calm at work and exercise are those two things that are going to help me to have a big impact and achieve any bigger goals that I might set for myself. So I really want to get these foundations in place. 2020 totally threw me off track with this stuff and I want to get back on track. I'm sure you're feeling the same. So once you have decided on the two outcome goals that you want to set this year, and I wouldn't recommend doing any more because it's going to end up too busy and too complicated otherwise, the second step is to plot the actions. So once you have your outcomes and the dates that you'd like to achieve them by or be doing them by, you have to map out the actions that you'll take regularly and consistently to achieve the outcomes. A lot of people don't think about the action steps or They don't think about them specifically enough. They just think about the outcomes and they have a vague notion that they'll do certain things by a certain date. That doesn't work because you haven't actually made a commitment to each of those action steps. And it's the action steps that make the outcomes happen. As I said earlier, if I want to be a great violin player, I have to practice every day or at least five days a week. Those are the action steps I must do to become a good player. I can't just say, By Friday, I will have done two hours of practice because doing two hours on one day isn't the same as doing a daily practice. I need to have those actions clearly and specifically mapped out. So before you map out your action steps, I encourage you to think about who you are and what you like or don't like and what's realistic for you. It's really easy to map things out on paper and say, oh, on Mondays I'll do this and Fridays I'll do that. But unless you think about how you feel on a Monday morning or what you typically do on a Friday or those sorts of things, you might be setting yourself up for failure and plotting out something that's not very realistic. So think about when your energy is highest, which times of day are going to be clearest for you to do certain things or when you're going to be most focused and least distracted depending on what your goals are. I did a bit of reflection and experimenting on these things in 2020 and I learned a lot. I learned that I really love my work and it totally ticks the box for fulfilling a purpose but I find it easy to overfocus on work and so it consumes my thoughts when I'm not at work and then my mental and emotional well-being suffers. So although I love my work, too much of it can drag me into mental overload and then my mental and emotional health starts declining. I become prone to stress and anxiety, insomnia, 
my happiness decreases and I find it hard to engage with friends and loved ones and to be part of the world, the bigger world around me. So my lesson on this reflection is that while I love my work and I'm really committed to it, I also need to bring in enough focus to other areas of my life so that I can maintain my energy, focus and productivity and impact when I am at work. So last year I tried reading or doing a bit of study to shift my focus. And that was kind of okay, but if you're anything like me, you know that this can help you to feel calmer and maybe distract your thoughts for a while away from work or the things that you have to do. But it doesn't quite do the trick all of the time. I realised that reading and studying were still keeping me in my, in my head pretty much and that I could feel way better by literally getting out of my head and into my physical body by moving or doing activities that require interaction and movement. And that's why I chose an exercise goal. It ticks two boxes for me. It'll help me to feel physically fit and healthy, which is a great thing for my longevity and my productivity and my focus. But it'll also help me to be mentally and emotionally fit and healthy so I can achieve my work goals. So I'll have that physical health benefit and also the full body engagement that takes me out of my head and into my physical body. Have a think about your own goals right now. One of the things that you'd like to achieve, what might your action steps look like? How specific would you need to be? What might you need to consider along the way and where are you going to start? When it comes to plotting the actions for my exercise goal, and where I'm going to start is by doing five minutes of weight training per day on four days of the week. That's my January goal. Five minutes of weight training, four days a week, and walking for 30 minutes on two days. That's all I'm going to set out to achieve. I'll revisit it at the end of January and see what worked and map out February from there. This is just one small thing that's coming up for 2021. I'm starting small trying to make it foolproof and I will gradually build up from there. Now you might be listening to this and thinking, oh, five minutes of weight training sounds a little bit ridiculous or you might have some other judgment about it. But for me, I feel 100% confident that I can actually commit to at least this much. And so I feel like I'm setting myself up for success. I know that I'll probably be traveling in January. I'll be away from home. It might be harder for me to exercise. And so I'm going to just keep it small and simple and know that I can do five minutes of squats or push-ups or crunches or lunges or whatever I want to do anywhere, no matter if I'm traveling or not, and I can do it four days a week. That feels doable and realistic. And if I feel that way now, I'll probably do it. The actions for my work goal are to knock off work at 4.30 p.m. on weekdays, except if I have a teaching night. Now, this sounds like a small goal, but I know that when 4.30 p.m. rolls around, I'll have the urge to finish something or to do extra work because it's cold outside and I might as well make good use of the time or because I'm engrossed in what I'm doing or some other reason's going to come up. For me, managing the urge not to knock off at 4.30 p.m. might be hard at first, so I'm keeping my goal that simple and just focusing on achieving it. I know that this one small goal will create the separation from work that I want and create a space for fun, leisure and physical activity while it's still light outside. 
I find it really useful to schedule specific days and times that are not negotiable for all of my action steps because then I have those clear intentions decided up front. And as you know, this is so important to be really clear up front on what you want, to put it in your diary, ready to be completed. And when that day shows up, you just have to do the thing that's in your diary and you don't have to think about it. It's so great. You can decide how granular you are in being specific about the tasks that you're going to do, the actions you're going to take, but I would recommend that you're pretty specific so that when you get to that task, you know it's exactly you know exactly what you're going to do when you decide everything up front those regular actions are mapped out and in your diary you don't have to make any decisions on the fly when your brain is too tired to decide it just makes life so much easier and you feel more in control now step number 3 is experimenting and tweaking and it's the key to your success unless you've been consistent with a habit for a long time let's say like me every sunday i do some meal prep so I have healthy lunches for the week. I've been doing that for a few years now, so it's a no-brainer. And unless you have that kind of consistency already, I recommend that if you're starting some goals for this year, you think about the first couple of months of this year as an experiment. What I recommend is that for your initial action steps, the stuff that you'll do in the first eight weeks of the year, January and February, or whenever it is that you're starting this process, Figure out what works and what doesn't. Just set some goals for those first couple of months so that you can see how they fit in amongst your other responsibilities, commitments, and environmental factors, like what happens if it's too hot or too cold, for example, those sorts of things. I like to only plan my actions for the month ahead if they're these new kinds of habits that I'm trying to build, and then review my progress at the end of the month. And I'll make tweaks as required or I might totally change my goals if I'm working along and thinking that, wow, this isn't working for me or I've decided it's not really relevant. One benefit of this is that you're really adjusting what's what you're doing according to what life is throwing at you. If you get sick, for example, if work has a really busy period or the seasons change or if you know that you have to travel a lot in a certain month, all of those things might affect the actions that you want to take for the month and your existing schedule. And that's why I say try experimenting on a month-by-month -month basis and just get used to looking at the four weeks ahead and adjusting your schedule slightly to accommodate whatever else you have to fit in. For example, I'm going travelling in February for a couple of weeks and so I know that I'm going to have to have goals that fit and can be done while I'm travelling. So doing it this way is important and it's where the real work of creating your best year ever comes from. Learning to be agile and to roll with life circumstances and to do those consistent habits toward your goal no matter what. So let's summarize today's session. What you've heard is three simple steps, a process to get exactly what you want and to create your best ever year. Your goals are probably going to look a lot different than mine but the process is exactly the same. Start with step one, getting clear on one or two things that you want to achieve, a couple of outcomes by the end of the year or earlier if you prefer. Secondly, plot the actions to get there, starting small and being really specific. And schedule those into your diary so that they'll be done. Thirdly, unless you've been consistent with your actions for a long time, and if this is a new goal, experiment and tweak for the first eight weeks of the year to bed down a consistent routine of actions and finding your best days, times and circumstances to complete them. That's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you're looking forward to a prosperous, 
healthy and happy new year that gives you everything you want and need. I'm, I'm gunning for that and I hope the same applies for you too. Have a great week and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.